If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. All right, we're back with episode 42 of the Michiana People podcast. We've taken a couple-week hiatus, mainly because I'm busy. But I'm back here with Josh Mandel. Josh runs the South Bend Reddit board, and he's a real renaissance man. We had a great conversation. We talked about Reddit, the South Bend Adventure Club, which we're both a part of, and South Bend and lots of other cool stuff. So it was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Josh is a great guy, and he knows a lot about the area. So tune in and find out all about Josh. Mark your calendars for January 26th. Shane Moss is going to be at the Drop Comedy Club for his psychedelic comedy tour called A Good Trip. Shane has been on Conan and Comedy Central and is blowing up right now. Check out the dropcomedyclub.com for more info and get your tickets quick as this one will sell out. Mapletronics is a sponsor and I work there. How long could your business operate if you could no longer use your software or connect to the internet? How much of your business data can you afford to lose? What level of productivity do your computer users need to maintain in order to stay profitable? If you'd like to talk to me about your computer network and want to know where you stand, you can call me at 574-537-5838 or email me at scurtis at mapletronics.com. There's no charge for my consultation or the network evaluation. Give it a shot. If you're a business owner or in business development, you might have noticed how much harder it is becoming to get people's attention. As technology improves, the ability for consumers to choose when, where, and how they're exposed to a business's advertising or messaging improves too. Vala Marketing takes an interactive approach to getting and keeping attention using things like great social media, mobile-friendly websites and applications, search engine optimization, and original content creation. Vala can manage your entire digital marketing efforts on a monthly basis. If you're having trouble keeping up, would like to grow, or just need to figure out how to get people in the door or on your website, Vala Marketing would like to speak with you. Give them a call at 574-606-6696 to set up a free consultation or a free audit of your digital marketing efforts. They do a great job, so if you think you could do better in your digital marketing, they are the people to call. So here's episode 42 with Josh Mandel. Excellent, excellent interview. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for stopping by, Josh. Yeah, not a problem. I, I wanted to go back to um, how we met. We met through the South Bend Adventure Club, right. which uh, I think started out as a meetup group and then it migrated to Facebook. And I think we did a couple Potato Creek hikes and we met there. And I think I ended up talking to you quite a bit on at least one of the hikes. And I thought Definitely. you were 
kind of a renaissance man, kind of an interesting guy. So thank you. You've, you've been one of those guys that I've wanted to have on the podcast, but the timing was never right. So we finally got together and on like my 45th episode. So thanks for coming. Yeah, not a big deal. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And the South Bend Adventure Club is really cool because you... They they do a lot of local stuff. They they go out of state and down to India and stuff like that sometimes. But a lot of local stuff, and you get to meet cool people, uh, people Definitely. that you wouldn't have met before. It's great to get out and do things and be healthy and get into nature and stuff like that. But the you know connecting with people is really cool, and you're one of my connected with, so that's neat. Yeah, it's originally <laughs> started by a guy named Frank Bouchard who was uh, Notre Dame. I think is wife was working on uh i forget what she was working on mm-hmm. so frank started up because he's you know oh let's go bike the blue ridge parkway for five days you know he uh-huh. is he is out there he loves doing trips so yeah. he started up and so i got involved when he was involved so mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of local stuff as you had potato creek mm-hmm. uh hiking there go down south mammoth cave they do uh-huh. splunking down there camping trips also mm-hmm. and so it sort of evolved it's really member driven. So somebody says, I want to go rock climbing. So this Sunday they're going down to vertical horizons in Indianapolis. And for 15 bucks, you can go indoor rock climbing. We've mm-hmm. also gone to Chicago. We did a day trip. We went indoor rock climbing. We went go-karting and then uh-huh. we went to Dave and Buster's in the evening. It was fantastic. My girlfriend and I went out, we got a hotel room, we hung out. Mm-hmm. So it's great to meet people who are also interested in the same kind of activities you're interested in. Right. Because camping by yourself is fun. Canoeing by yourself is fun. But getting a bunch of people and tromping through the winter wonderland is fantastic. Yeah. And it's really neat because it's just a big ball of diversity and you just, you just learn, you learn things and, and the, I I guess reaching out to people and, and uh, talking to them is really cool. So, the, and obviously, you know, when my wife and I first started, it was uh, mostly a get fit, get healthy thing for me because I was I was really unhealthy and I needed I needed to get out and do stuff. And that was kind of on the edge of it. I had started I, I had gotten somewhat uh, out of my um, couch potato-ness, but uh, it I needed more and that really, that really helps. So it's a cool club. It's on Facebook folks. You just look up South Bend adventure club. It's a uh, private group, but you can request to join. And I think uh, David is uh, one of the guys that will um, let you in and then you can meet some cool people. Yeah. Dave's a real nice guy. He lives near Bago Creek out in Elkhart. So yeah. we've gone hiking there a few times. Yeah. And even just for three or four miles, it's a really interesting spot yeah. along the river under the railroad tracks. So Dave's a really nice guy. Yeah. I hung out with him a few times. I was really surprised at how many IT related folks seem to uh, go to a South Bend Adventure Club because I know you're, you're in the IT and Dave's in the IT and I'm in IT. It just seems like a, a pretty big segment of, <laughs> of our folks. Are. Well, it's a crossover because, you know, sitting at a desk all day, like that's yeah. one of the reasons I love working out. I'm right. a member of the YMCA uh-huh. and after sitting in front of a desk, staring at a computer for eight hours, it's like, I got to, you know, hit the treadmill, yeah. lift some weights, do something. Yeah, you have to. So yeah. that's one of the great things about hiking. You're out in yep. nature, you get to yep. meet people and winter hiking it's kind of like my favorite activity is winter hiking i don't know if you've done any of those because we'll go up to the dunes around the park and we'll yeah. hike up a dune mm-hmm. in the middle of winter so it's 
you know, it's challenging because, yeah. you know, you got to make sure you don't freeze to death. Right. And being out in the elements, I kind of, you know, look up to the adventure type people. Yeah. You know, Sir Edmund Hillary going to the Arctic. Yeah. Obviously, climbing up a sand dune in the middle of winter isn't anything like getting on a dog sled and covering half of a right, continent. Right. But <laughs> it's a little bit of that. Yeah. And yeah. I like that. So, you got to get the gear. You got to get the hiking boots. You got to get, you know, the wicking shirt so you don't right. freeze to death. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make sure you can make it up and down the hill. And I'm a little bit of a bigger guy. So, it's a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fun. And the people you meet, because all you're doing is you're walking and talking for a couple hours and you go out and you have lunch and it's a fantastic thing. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't think we've done any of them with the group, but my wife and I go to... Uh, grand mirror pretty much year round yeah and, we've done that a couple times and it's the last few winters it's really eerie because uh the lake has frozen almost completely over uh, completely over a couple right. of years ago and the ice shelves and all that it, it's just did you go out onto the lake uh well we did and we didn't know it <laughs> Because that's the thing. Last year we did, uh, we went up to the dunes, I think, Warren Dunes, we went uh -huh. up there and we did a hike. And then afterwards I'm looking out at the lake and for people that don't know, the wind blows the ice to the shore in Lake Michigan and builds like 20 or 30 foot high ice mountains. Yeah. So yeah. you got to go out onto the lake. But the thing is, it's extremely dangerous. Yes, it is. And I fell in last year. Oh, did you? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit, because it was next to the shore. Uh -huh. So I stepped down, I fell in, and being from Nova Scotia, knowing how to fall through the ice, so you got to, like, uh, I guess, spider out, you know, you uh -huh. got to put your arms and your legs out and get wide. Yeah. And so, you know, my pants got wet, they froze solid. Holy crap. <laughs> so yeah, I'd actually brought a change of pants, because I uh -huh. thought something like that might happen. So That's I did wild. that, I hiked out there, I climbed up an ice mountain, I looked out, and I'm like, all right, this is dumb enough for me today, I'm going to go hike. Uh -huh. But it was cold. Yeah, yeah. It was really cold. I got some pictures on my Instagram, you can follow me, I'm at muadeep, M-U-A-D underscore deep. Okay. And I got some pictures that we took there, and it's mm -hmm. pretty funny, because all of the hashtags, it's like, going to the beach in Michigan, yeah. you know, <laughs> the pure Michigan advertising campaign, I'm standing on there, you know, it's 40 mile an hour winds, and I'm all freezing to death. yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, um, that one winter when it was so bitter cold that we were like stuck inside and there was a lot of snow. It's been maybe four years ago. I remember, I think it got up to like 10 degrees or something like that and the roads were clear and I, we just were stir crazy and we had to get right. the house. So we went, you know, we bundled up and went to Grand Mirror and looked at the ice shelves and, and it was neat. It's uh, and it's really eerie because you're used to hearing the water go on, and it's just dead silent. That's the really freaky thing because you're crawling, you're walking through the forest, and it's silence. Yeah, especially when it's snowing because the snow absorbs all of the yeah. sound, so you don't hear anything. Yeah, it's yeah. really eerie. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, three or four years ago, I think it was that cold winter, we went out to St. Joe to the uh to the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And the lake was like six feet thick, so we all climbed out onto the ice. Yeah. So my LinkedIn profile picture is actually me standing in front of the <laughs> famous lighthouse uh -huh. on the water with a stick in my hand, you know, uh -huh. doing my Sir Edmund Hillary impression. <laughs> and it's probably my favorite photo ever taken. Uh -huh. So cool. hopefully this winter is cold enough we can do that again. But yeah, we went out there and did yeah. that, and that was pretty intense. My son, the meteorologist, says it's supposed to be pretty cold. So we'll we'll see how 
see how that goes. Yeah. He's, he says the jury's still out on snowfall, but he says it's supposed to be cold. It's snowing right now. We got a little bit. They're yeah. calling tomorrow. They're calling for some pretty crazy snow, three yeah. to six inches, depending yeah. in the lake effect region. So we'll see. Yeah. Winter's winter. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things you told me is that you run the South Bend Reddit. That's correct. I'm the head moderator of the South Bend Reddit. Okay. My history with Reddit is I know it exists, and I've looked at it a few times because my son is really into it, and he, he'll send me links and stuff like that. But I've never really it, – it looks like – a little bit like the old Usenet, uh, the, you know, I used to be in a cigar group and a pipe group and that was pretty much all I did. There was one music group I was in. Um, and I, it seems a little bit like that. So tell, tell me about Reddit. First of all, what, what's what is right. It? So it's similar to Usenet in mm. that. So reddit.com and then it's broken up into different subreddits mm. and then those subreddits are based on the topics. Okay. So, you know, you can reddit.com slash r slash r and then so reddits are basic, basically broken up into topics, whatever you want to talk about. So mm. there's a cigar subreddit, mm -hmm. there's a whiskey subreddit, there's location-based subreddits. Okay. So there's an Indiana subreddit, there's a South Bend subreddit, there's a Notre Dame subreddit, there's a Notre Dame football subreddit. So it's sort of like it really goes down sort of into the minutia. So, you know, there's yeah. a college football subreddit and then there's a subreddit for each college football team. Uh -huh. There's a baseball subreddit and then there's a subreddit for each team. Yeah. There's a whiskey subreddit <laughs> and then there's like an Irish whiskey subreddit yeah. and, you know, a Tennessee whiskey subreddit and so uh -huh. on and on and on. So you can make basically two kinds of posts to these reddits. You mm -hmm. can link to something else mm -hmm. or you can make what's called a self post where it's just text based. Okay. Basically. And then people can vote it up and vote it down. Okay. And you earn points based on this, and this is called karma. Okay. And so when you go visit a Reddit, you'll see there's a score, which is an approximation of how many votes it's gotten, mm. which is kind of fuzzed a little bit. Mm. And so people, you know, share what they want on it. Mm. And, you know, we could do a whole podcast on it because it kind of <laughs> gets hijacked by people's special interests. Yeah. But the South Bend Reddit in specific, I mostly use it. A lot of people, you know, I'm moving to South Bend. The poster questions say, hey, I just got a job at Notre Dame. I'm moving to South Bend. Where should I live? Mm -hmm. Or people want to know. We had a post today by a local Redditor. Where's the next shredding event coming up? I got three boxes of documents. Okay. And then I post a lot of events on there. Okay. And I also post the podcast on there. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so it's sort of, you know, Reddit is what you make of it. If yeah. you run a Reddit. Because any user can sign up and make their own Reddit. Mm -hmm. And you are basically the king of your own little kingdom. And as long as you're not breaking the site-wide rules, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make a Reddit for your dog, you can make a Reddit for your dog and just post pictures of that all day. Okay. If you want to make a Reddit for your favorite musical group, you can make a Reddit for your favorite musical group and post what you want. Mm -hmm. So this leads to some consternation because you'll have like splits where somebody will start a Reddit based on something and then people won't like it. So they'll split off and they'll st start their own group and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Sounds like the Christian church. It really is. <laughs> so, it gets a lot of traffic, like millions of hits a day, mm -hmm. hundreds of millions of views a day, because people, you can make an account or you can just view it if you don't want to make an account. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people just look at the website, see what they want. They don't make an account. You can make an account and subscribe to different subreddits and sort of create your own front page. Okay. And the front page of Reddit is made up of all of 
sort of the top posts from certain subreddits. Okay. So there are reddits like Ask Reddit, which has six million subscribers to it. Mm-hmm. And people just sort of ask questions like, uh, you know, what's your favorite X, Y, or Z? Or, you know, firefighters tell us your stories or things like that. Mm-hmm. There are picture reddits where people post pictures. There's, you know, dog picture subreddits. There's cute picture subreddits. Uh-huh. And there's an entire litany of pornographic subreddits. <laughs> but that's your thing. You can find it there. So <laughs> it's sort of like a microcosm. Everything that is on the internet is on Reddit. And everything that's on Reddit is on the internet. Mm-hmm. So you can go on the internet. And you can find cigar forms. You can go on Reddit and find cigar reddits. Yeah. And... It's it gets a lot of traffic. So people attempt to shape the narrative of public discourse by manipulating what's posted on Reddit and what gets popular and what doesn't. Mm. So that's sort of a, a little bit of the background behind it, because recently uh, our elected president, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. there's a subreddit that is a supporter of him called the Donald, mm-hmm. and they were doing things that were not the best. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to get into specifics, but the administrators of Reddit said, hey, we got to kind of calm this down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so they get in fights and so on and so forth. So it's a lot of drama, which is hilarious because there's a subreddit called subreddit drama, which then posts about all of the drama (laughs) that goes on on Reddit. So it's, you know, it's its own thing. And I've been a member actually uh, December 6th, which was Two days ago was my cake day, they call it. Oh. And it was five years for me on the website. Oh, cool. So, you know, Reddit is what you make of it. You mm-hmm. can su- subscribe to the default subreddits, they're called, and that what makes up the all page if you're not a member. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, a lot of kind of nonsense. Or you can sort of find your own niche. So I right. visit a lot of, like, smaller subreddits. Mm-hmm. And so you can basically create your own user experience curated from the wider internet. Right. Right. Well, I will have to dig more into it. Because <coughs> it's, it, it. The few times that I've, I've checked it out, it did remind me of Usenet. It's kind of funny because the, the, the drama was there on Usenet They're as well. people. We, we don't create the drama. We bring it with us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it sounds, sounds like the, the same type of thing. I definitely got to check out the South Bend one because, uh, it's, uh, I, I could probably find podcast guests that way. So maybe yeah. I'll start my own and you uh, can start a Michiana yeah. podcast if you want. I'll yeah. definitely help you out. Yeah, that would be, that would be fun. So today we were talking about the casino. Mm-hmm. I know the, uh, they released the plans that they're coming up for it. Yeah. I'm pretty anti-casino. There's actually mm-hmm. an organization, uh, citizens for concerned Michiana, mm-hmm. just trying to fight the casino. I don't think they'll have any luck with it, Yeah, but they announced the plans today and I was kind of underwhelmed. Yeah. Because they're only having class two slot machines, which aren't very good machines or video lottery terminals as opposed mm. to the class three machines. And they're not having table games. Like I occasionally visit the casino yeah. in New Buffalo because I enjoy playing roulette. Mm-hmm. Statistically, it's the worst casino game to make money. Yeah. But I like to pretend I'm James Bond for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not having any table games. They're not having a hotel. It's basically going to be a slot machine room with a buffet attached to it. Wow. I'm I'm surprised. Yeah. They're talking about like phase development where Mm -hmm. they might build a hotel later. I'm not that impressed. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your feelings are about the situation. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have strong feelings because I've never experienced one very close. Right. Um, I can see my, I'm a blackjack player and I can see that if one was close, um, in my younger days, <laughs> I could be stupid. 
So, so just, just that fact, the fact that I know that I could be stupid, I know that there's probably other people that can too. So yeah, that's the problem with the casinos. They're basically a money suck. Like if you take a look at new Buffalo, Mm -hmm. the casino self-contained, it has its own restaurant. Yeah. It has its own hotel. So the outside popul outside city doesn't really benefit all that much from it. People go to the casino, they spend the money in the casino. The majority of the profits go to the tribe and Mm -hmm. whatever. And most of the high paying jobs and the administration jobs Mm -hmm. go to the tribe members. So the economic effect on the city really isn't that big. Yeah. And I've, you know, I, I've, I maybe go two or three times a year and I always have a set limit and, and right. all that, but I've sat at a table and I've watched a, a guy put down $3,000 and in the time I've gone through a hundred, he's gone through $3,000 and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. the problem. And especially slot machines mostly older people, mostly on fixed incomes, mm-hmm. mostly blowing their money. And again, it's their money. They can do what they want. I just don't think it's going to have the net economic benefit the city is looking for. Right. Especially its location. It's not, it's on near Bruno's on 23 mm-hmm. in the bypass all the way on the other side of town. Right. So I don't know the people that come in for the Notre Dame games, which is what they're trying to shoot for. Right. Are going to head all the way out there, especially without a hotel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm. I I really don't have a huge opinion on it, but um, I. It's not something, especially if it's not going to have table games. It's not because so, I I really don't do slots. So neither do I. Yeah. So I was reading into it. Like it came out today, I was reading into it. They had to do something. I had to sign a compact with the state of Indiana, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that term means. Yeah. But because they didn't do that, they can't have class three slot machines. And table games. Mm-hmm. So it's basically going to be a slot room with a buffet. Yeah. Huh. I, you know, I'm not too excited. Well, that little one in Dwajak, that's the... They got table games there, though. Yeah, the couple, but not very many. And it's, I've never been. Yeah, it's about to... It looks like about the size of a family dollar. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's behind a gas station yeah. on the way up. Because yeah. when I take my motorcycle, sometimes I'll take 51 up all the way around, come back through Cosopolis. Mm-hmm. Because that's a nice ride, and I'll drive by it. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I'm going to go to the casino. I'm going to go to New Buffalo. Right, right. Get the buffet, go to the table, and enjoy myself. Right, right. So I'm not anti-gambling. I just, you know, they're talking about 1,200 jobs. But, again, how many of those go to local people, and how many of those are decent-paying jobs? Right. Because if you look at the casino, there's a half dozen dealers, and then there's 40 or 50 people, you know, cleaning up cigarettes mm-hmm. and wiping the floors and all that jazz. Yeah. So how well do these jobs pay? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, Yeah, I I really don't know what the impact's going to be, but the location what you said about the location, it's just kind of a weird location. Well, it's got to be built on tribal land. Yeah. And that's where their land is in town. Yeah. So they got to do that. Yeah. Well, we'll see we'll see what happens cuz I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to um, get blocked at this point. They're pretty pretty much a done deal i think no unfortunately there wasn't anybody who could stop it Mm -hmm. i mean they bought off they bought a lot of churches a lot of new roofs because usually the church is sort of the moral center to stand up against vices like gambling yeah they bought off and they kept it really quiet like a lot of the meetings that they were having didn't get any press didn't get anything else they're just trying to fire fly under the radar yeah 
any, you know, the whole issue with the Indians and the casinos, I'm not really qualified to answer that question. Right. It's their land. They can do what they want. Mm -hmm. I'm just concerned about the effects for the rest of the town. Right. right. So I would like to see better development. Yeah. And we're getting that. They're building a Marriott in downtown South Mm -hmm. Bend, which is going to help. They're redoing the Chase Tower into the loft, which is going to have retail on the bottom floor hotel and then suites on the top floor for rental. They redid the JMS building. They're redoing a couple other buildings in downtown Mm -hmm. South Bend. We were talking, the thing about turning the College Football Hall of Fame into an indoor rock climbing gym. So things are happening in downtown South Bend. I don't know how this is going to affect that. I don't think it's going to be that much. Right, right. And one one of the reasons I follow you so closely on social media is because you seem to have your finger on the pulse of what's going on and i don't know about that yeah, i i don't I, do anything i'm not a creator i don't do anything but i talk to people yeah, that you, do things and you, i attend events you know what's going on and i try and and you're involved i think with that um deal that uh willow does the what, the gorilla gay bar thing or uh, the it's where they do the presentations uh, oh ignite ignite and, right, right, and and I think that that's cool. I haven't attended one yet, but you should really check it out. So, I, for those I, unfamiliar, Ignite Michiana, like you're familiar with TED Talks, yeah. So it's sort of a local version of that. Like mm-hmm. last year, they had it actually in the Studebaker hangar at the South Bend Airport, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And then I forget the exact name of the organization, but it was like the Young Michiana executive club or something like Mm. that it was for high school students so Mm. all the presenters were high school students and they got to talk about themselves Mm -hmm. the football player talked about that people talked about you know mission trips and things like that Mm -hmm. it was very interesting because they got sort of training of what it's like to be to be I think it was the young professionals maybe Mm -hmm. they got a an idea of what it is to be a professional to do a PowerPoint presentation, then get up in front of a couple thousand people and right. present that. Mm-hmm. It was really great for me to be a part of that. Right, right. That's it's, it. Seems like such a neat idea, and that's that's one of the things I haven't experienced yet. Yeah, I highly recommend it. So they did the State Theater for I think the first two years, and then they were at the Brick one year, and then last year they were at the Hangar over at the airport. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend if you can come out and see it. It's really worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and South Bend in general, it, it's something I've talked about since I started the podcast. I, you know, living in Mishawaka, we, uh, and I work in Goshen, so we tended to stay around here. Right. And then I, right before I started doing the podcast, we went to um, South Bend Brew Works for one of their um, one of their Wednesday art thingies yeah and uh and well that was after i started the podcast and i i met jacob titus and uh aaron sandock and i i'm uh kelsey mast i i met a few people through that and then you know i started uh talking to drew and then meeting other people through that and it the downtown downtown south bend is just so cool and and even it's branching out further because you've got um, uh, J.C. Laubner um, building and uh, just all kinds of neat artistic stuff. So I am experiencing this, meeting all these cool people, and I'm down in Columbia, ten- not, not in Columbia, I'm in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Out of the middle and, of nowhere. And talking to their chamber of commerce. <coughs> and um, 
they have a similar situation that South Bend and Mishawaka has had where the young people just fly away. They just go. Like my kids. One's nine hours east and the other one's nine hours south. And and because uh, you know South Bend, Michigan is just not inviting to them. Um, but then this whole arts thing, building stuff around art, seems to be starting to bring people in and getting the millennials in. So I'm talking to the the guy who runs a chamber of commerce there, and they're talking about these different um, industrial parks they're putting up, and and uh, they started talking. He started talking about the art shows a little bit, and I said, you know, South Bend, uh, Indiana, is really making a big wave with that. And he says, yeah, we're watching them really close. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, have you talked to Miles Robertson? Yeah, he yeah, does Miles the bird and cell Nailani project. Were, uh, actually, one of my podcasts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Miles does the bird cell project, so they had the bird cell mansion for a little while. Right. They had art installations. Best Halloween party I've ever been to in my entire life yeah. was that bird cell mansion. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was... I can't even... Oh, man. That was fantastic. Yeah. The New Year's Eve party, too. That was fantastic. Uh-huh. So we had a lot of art installations down there. And then he's also in the Commerce Center in the basement. Have you had a chance to yeah, visit we the art installations? Yeah, my wife and I got to see that. So for those unfamiliar, the Commerce Center used to be a, a power plant. Like, South Bend used to run on hydroelectricity from the river. So uh-huh. the basement of the Commerce Center was where they had the turbines. Obviously, they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But Miles was able to... I'm not sure exactly the mechanism, but get a hold of the space and turn it into an art gallery. Yeah. So it's literally an underground art expedition. Right. So he has people put in installments there. I've been through there a few times. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's He's also involved in the J.C. Louder building. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lang Lab also does yeah. wonderful events. I was out there the other week. They had a gentleman from the Indiana Blacksmithing Association. Uh-huh. He came out, talked about blacksmithing, and then did a demonstration outside uh-huh. where he did a little metal work, and that was fantastic. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities for people. You mentioned right. Drew. He's got art in his bar. You know, I know yeah. Ben Roseland. He works in the area. He mm-hmm. does art. So he's in there. You also have the guy who ran Lula's Cafe. I don't remember. Chris Stackowitz. Okay. Yeah, you know, I've worked with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was funny because we were doing last summer. They were doing the mural along the river walk, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to go over to his house and we had to take all this glass, chuck it in a tumbler and a cement mixer and break it up and uh-huh. all that stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So there are lots of volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. I'm not an artist. My handwriting is atrocious. People <laughs> think I'm a doctor. Like, yeah. it is bad. I, I'm the same as you. I can't produce art to save my life. But, but I, I, I love, love it, it that there are yeah. artists there that'll <laughs> help, that'll say, you know, okay, all I need you to do is break a bunch of yeah. things for me. I can break things. Yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm so good at it, I do it even without yeah. thinking. <laughs> So there are a lot of opportunities for, you know, physical art, and then we also, like, performance art. We're talking uh, the Drop Comedy Club has an open mic night Tuesday night. So if you want to go up there, sign up, do your five minutes. Yeah. Four and a half minutes. Yeah. Whatever you want. We also have community theater. You know, there's a bunch of acting groups in town Mm -hmm. if you want to do that. Right. And then there are also, you know, other opportunities for people who want to express themselves. Uh And I think it's great that the city is behind that. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And one of the things, one, one of the revelations, I had before before I started doing the podcast my wife and I would say well, what do you want to do this weekend and we'd say well there's nothing nothing around here to do right there is something to do every weekend every weekend and yeah, sometimes I try to post that on the reddit like events that are going yeah, on yeah sometimes we we um, just a couple um, 
well, just last month, we went to see um, a show in Goshen um, at Ignition Music, and when that was over, we went to Vegetable Buddies to see Paul Erdman play. And <laughs> it was just it was just crazy that you know at one point we didn't think there was anything going on. Right. Yeah, yeah. the music scene in South Bend, there's always Vegetable Buddies is a great spot. I'm yeah. glad they opened up again. I know they're open in the seventies and eighties yeah. and sort of disappeared. I wasn't here then, so I don't know anything <laughs> about it. But the new Vegetable <laughs> Buddies is fantastic. Mm-hmm. LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern always has great yeah. bands. I think they're having movable type this weekend and Elephant Rescue, they're two of my favorite local bands. Are they playing together? I don't think so. I just I know I, Elephant Rescue's on Saturday. I'm trying to go. To I that. think so. Yeah, it came yeah. across my Facebook feed. So they're always having great I music. Love movable and types. Movable too. type is good. Holy and cow. then there's another band, something Bible Fellowship. I don't remember, mm. but they're pretty good. Okay. So it's nice that they're you know there's always live music in yeah. town, which is definitely a draw for people. Yeah. McCormick's always has shows. Smiths in downtown Mishawaka mm-hmm. always has shows. Yeah. Uh, Midway Tavern always has shows. Yeah. So whatever you're into, if you want to go see an art exhibit, if you want to go see a live performance, if you want to see local actors, if you want to go to a comedy club, or if you want to hear some music, there's always options. And I hate that people complain that there's nothing to do in South Bend. There are tons of stuff to do. You just got to... It takes a little bit more effort. Yeah. This isn't like you know New York City where you're just walking down the street and the door opens yeah. up and it's a punk show inside. Yeah. You got to make a little bit of effort, but it's there yeah. if you want it. And I, I've always told people you just have to pay pay attention now. And and gosh, we've got <coughs> we've got the South Bend Reddit. So we do. We, you can, and so I try to make that, that as that a clearing house yeah. for sort of events that I think are interesting. Yeah. And you've probably noticed on the Michiana People Facebook page, I try to attach. It's really neat that you can attach events to your page yeah. because it gets a wider audience that way. I try to do the same thing, and I always tell people that if you want me to put an event on, please send me a message <laughs> because I put everyone on that I see, um, but I, I also miss because I can go days without opening Facebook. So. Right, and if you want event calendars, I've got a list on the sidebar of the Reddit, but there's uh-huh. the In the Bend, I think that's done by the South Bend Tribune. Uh-huh. They've always got events. Obviously, the Morris Performing Arts Center has got right. events, so there's plenty of event calendars. The downtown South Bend website has lots of event calendars. Right. I was there for First Fridays, actually. Uh, they had Santa Claus. He came out. They uh-huh. had uh, cookie decorations oh, inside cool. the College Football Hall of Fame. You mm-hmm. know, so First Fridays in downtown South Bend. It's the first Friday of every month, mm-hmm. and they always have fantastic events. You know, dog parades and mm-hmm. things like that. Free shuttle buses. So there's you know effort going on by people involved in downtown right. South Bend. I don't know if you know Jackie Appleman. I haven't heard that name. She works for downtown South Bend. You should okay. definitely get a hold of her because mm-hmm. she's very. She does a lot of their marketing events okay. for them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, and like I said, that's why I've always kind of kept an eye on you because <laughs> whatever you do seems to be cool. Um, you know, I, I'm not a motorcycle rider, but I know you're you're pretty uh, passionate about I it. I try. So how many states have you hit? I really have only been to here in Michigan. I okay. have a small motorcycle, Okay. so I can't really do the cross-country trips uh-huh. yet. I'm saving up to get something bigger. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, the motorcycle community in South Bend is fantastic. There's yeah. always group rides. Every weekend, the Riders of Elkhart, the Marine Corps Riders, mm-hmm. 
uh, bike nights. Every bar in town, they know if they have a bike yeah. night, they're going to get tons of people. Oh, yeah. So Mulligan's has a bike night. Pat's Pub has a bike night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five Star Dive Bar in Elkhart, they'll mm-hmm. have monthly bike nights where the bear will come out and mm-hmm. do all sorts of fun activities and right. they'll have live music mm-hmm. so it's a you know it's a lot of fun and i appreciate living in a state where there's a lot of motorcyclists because mm-hmm. people aren't trying to kill you as much as they are in yeah. other states yeah but i've has still had a few close calls so you know be watch out for motorcycles yeah. my father and mother-in-law were uh motorcycle riders and uh they either rode together or they each had their own. So, right. And I think they hit all 48 um, of the contiguous states. So That's not bad. Yeah, but he, it was a gold, gold wing rider. So, yeah. you know. Nice and comfortable. That's, that's built for comfort. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely love a gold wing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he was, he always did the poker runs and, and I've done a couple and, and poker all, runs. all those kinds of things and he was always in with all the Harley riders but he he used to make fun of them and <laughs> the way he did it was he had a um, cassette player in his uh, <laughs> in his bike and he would uh, put the sound of a Harley nice in it and act like he was revving up and they'd all be looking at him like <laughs> how are you getting out of a Honda <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> He was he was one of the coolest coolest guys I I ever knew and I knew him right as he was retiring. He worked for Bendix. Uh, he was the computer guy at oh, Bendix yeah. for a long time, and um, when he retired, he got into the heaviest metal he could find. So really, here, here's a 65 year old guy, and Tracks Records used to be over by Notre Dame um, on. Eddie Street, I think, or 23. Okay. Um, it, it was right right by Notre Dame, and I would go with him, and he would walk in, and the guys that worked there just were all over him because this silver-haired guy is asking for the heaviest metal, and we were walking out. This was in the 80s, so we were walking out with a couple of the original Metallica albums, nice. King Diamond, nice. and just... Megadeth, Iron yeah, Maiden, all, all the, the heavy stuff. And then we'd come home, and he had a great stereo at his place, and he would just blast it. And That's fantastic. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, one of the guys that used to work at Tracks uh, went to school with me, and he he remembers he remembers Max, and it was it, it was just uh, just a wild thing because he was a musician himself. He was right. more into jazz uh, as, but he thought metal was just like jazz amped up. So he he <laughs> he thought it was the coolest. <laughs> yeah, metal is. I like metal. It's. A lot of my workout music is like 80s speed metal, mm-hmm. but it's hilarious the divisions metal gets into. Cause oh, yeah. My favorite band in metal is called Amana Marth, okay. and they do Viking metal, yeah, which I've, is hilarious. Yeah. Like Twilight of the Thunder Gods. Yeah. And then the funniest thing ever, there's a Swedish metal band called Sabaton, and they do World War One and Two battle metal songs, oh, like wow. Gallipoli and the Battle for Britain uh-huh. and like... Russian army songs and you know Panzer Brigade songs. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. Holy cow! Like I stumbled across them. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. So yeah. like half of my workout music. Yeah, is Amana Marth and Sabaton. Yeah, and I love made in an eighty speed melody. Yeah, because it you know sort of like Reddit gets in all the little tiny nooks and crannies. Yeah, you know, melodic death metal and all that. Yeah, so I like my, it. Yeah, my favorite. I don't even know if they're considered metal as a, a place to bury strangers. That's they're. Um, uh, it's almost like uh, taking 
well, there's a Jesus Mary Chain album behind you. It's almost like taking them and making them a little bit harder and more metal. And uh, it's just, I discovered them. My brother had mentioned them a couple times because he's a little bit more hip on music than I am. And uh, I never really checked them out. And then for some reason, I was up until 3 in the morning one night and Carson Daly's show was on. And they played, they, they were playing live. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Right. It's not workout music though. It's more. No. It's more chill. Right. It, it's heavy, but it's chill. So, yeah, they are fantastic. But uh, yeah, yeah, and there are metal shows in town too, which I like. Yeah. You know, William Finn. Mm-hmm. Know if you've run, he puts. A, it was hilarious because when I first moved to town, I was going to shows. I'm like, it's the same dude at every show. What's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, because he's everywhere. Yeah. You know Joe Feingold. Don't yeah, you? I know Joe. Yeah. He tried to teach me guitar. How did that go? Not very well. <laughs> Yeah, I saw Hoosier Dad's moved again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where they are this time. Yeah. They keep popping around. Oh, yeah. Joe's Joe's been a good friend for a long time, and I, I always say he's one of the greatest guitar players I've ever seen, period. Not just right. in the area, just period. <coughs> and he can do any kind of guitar but you know he um he's fantastic and just just a wonderful wonderful guy i interviewed him he was one of my interviews oh fantastic yeah. so he's, me a, he's a hoosier dad's guy right yeah. yeah uh i don't know if he's still at hoosier dad's he may be teaching out of the midwest co-op in elkhart now right because i know i'm trying to remember who was it that moved to downtown south bend the music connection or something i don't remember the yeah. name and um, I think Billy Nix still teaches drums there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because they moved, because there was a restaurant in there, and then there's the House of Blues next door, and they had music and comedy there. Yeah. And then there was some landlord tenant issues. I don't yeah. know the whole story. Yeah. I know the whole story, but I don't know what I should say. <laughs> but there were some issues there, and so they moved out. And so now, like, the set, I've, what's the place that's moving in there? Music Village, that's, that's what it, it is. The, the Music, music Village. Village is yeah. moving in there. Yeah, they're relocating there, and that's a bigger... a bigger. Uh, and that'll be a nice addition, because that place has gone through, like, it was a Chinese restaurant for a little while. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the main issues we have with downtown South Bend, is there's a lot of unoccupied buildings. Yeah. Like, the city center building is empty. Mm-hmm. The area above Cambodian Thai is empty. The parking garage next door is empty. Yeah. The state theater, unfortunately, has had its issues. And that's actually, like, do you think we're ever going to get to state back? I don't know. Like, it was 2011. I lived in South Bend for a while, yeah. but I was basically just sitting at home playing video games, and mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, I got to do something else. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to volunteer at the state, and mm-hmm. that's how I met Drew, because he was running right. it at the time. Yeah. And that's sort of how I met a lot of the influential people in town, because mm-hmm. of the state theater. Yeah. And somebody, a lot of people know me. I was the security guy there for a while for a lot of the Rocky Horror shows. Mm-hmm. And other events they had on, and they've just had a lot of issues since, because there's a company, Banco Cap, Banco Capital, an Israeli firm. Yeah. And they own it, but they don't care about it. Right. So they've had managers, and the managers make a very long, complicated story short, haven't been doing a very good job running the operation, mm-hmm. but it's also on Banco Capital, because they have made promises they haven't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, they said they'd run a Kickstarter that matched the funds, they didn't do that, they don't put any money into it, mm-hmm. they're just kind of holding on to it until it goes up in value, Yeah, because they're trying to sell it for like a million and a half or something absurd when they mm-hmm. paid, you know, 50 grand for it. So, I would like to see the city eminent domain it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So it's a shame that you have such a beautiful building that 
you know, when it was running, it did a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. The Rocky Horror Picture Show was there. Uh, the burlesque troops in town, they performed mm-hmm. there. They had, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. I don't remember. Nope, it's not coming to me. It's okay. <laughs> there was one guy, he had like a, var- a weird variety show there, uh-huh. and they had the Bizarre Sundays there. Because mm-hmm. that's, I was talking with, I don't know, uh, you know, you know Ross Van Obridge. I don't know that name. He does uh, a lot of metal work, and we were talking mm-hmm. about what would help the artist community in South Bend. Mm-hmm. And sort of an artist market would be the great thing. Because you know they're not doing the pop-up shops this year. Right. And the reason is because a lot of the uh, a lot of the landlords wanted the tenants to sign like multi-year leases up front for them to open up the buildings. And, you know, I can understand from the landlord's perspective to have a building open for two months is expensive if you're not going to see any return on it. But it's on the other side, a lot of the artists in town to open up a retail space is a tremendous cost up front and then oh, a tremendous yeah. continual cost. Right. So I would like to see something like the farmer's market, but for artists where you could just rent a stall for a couple hundred bucks that's, a month. That, yeah, that that's a great idea. And I think we could do that. Just take the gridiron, rip up the turf, put up a giant tent and sell artist stalls. Mm-hmm. It'd be like art beat all year round. Oh yeah. And for artists, I would give them an opportunity to exhibit their work and not have to buy an entire rental spot. Right. right. So I would like to see that. happen. Yeah. Um, the state, uh, one of the things, and the only vision I have of the state is I saw the Morris before it got remodeled. Right. And it looked pretty close to what the state looks like now. Right. And I'm just thinking, okay, we could have another little Morris that's a little smaller scale. And man, you could do local productions. Yep. You could do music. You could do stuff seven days a week there. You could have an event pretty much every day a week. You could do, you know, mystery dinner theaters there. Yeah. There's lots of potential. The problem is you need money to do these things. Yeah. So you need, you know, startup capital. You need to insure the building. Yeah. You need to just have an engineering firm take yeah. a look at it because, you know, things haven't been maintained in yeah. the building and you don't want plaster falling off the ceiling and killing people yeah, so right that takes a lot of money and right. so you need a landlord that's invested in it that'll invest the money and so the current state of the theater is that banco capital didn't pay the tax bill which is like mm-hmm. thirty six hundred dollars and then that debt was bought by another company so we'll see uh-huh. what happens but i would like to see similar to the chase building downtown that went yeah. through what four or five different buyers on right. a tax sale yeah and was finally bought by a loft and they're going mm-hmm. to build a hotel uh, apartments and retail space. Right, right. And they're currently in the process of doing that. It'll be mm. another year or two, but that'll be fantastic. Oh yeah. So to see more of that go on. Yeah. And if somebody local would pick up the state, um, I, I'm sure they could get grant money. You know, they could, they could raise if they, you know, if a certain portion goes back to the city, then they could definitely get grant money. Yeah. Some friends of mine were talking about trying to get Andrew T. Boleyn to buy it, but I don't know if that ever went yeah. anywhere. He owns the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the Cubs field, I had never been there before the renovations were done, but since they've done the renovations, I probably go to six or seven games a year. Yeah. You know, it's $11 a ticket. Yeah. And, you know, single A baseball, nobody cares, but it's just so much fun. Yeah. It's I've an actually seen Mayor yeah. Pete out there. I'm like, who's that guy buying a yeah. hot dog? Yeah. 
<laughs> so it, it's great. And now they're also building apartment buildings yeah. to look over it to sort of look like the Cubs stadium in Chicago where they have these seats on top of the apartment yeah. buildings. Oh, that's cool. So that'll be nice. And then they're mm-hmm. also building 84, the large building behind it. They're also working on renovating it. Mm. So there are things happening. Right. I just, I hope. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I can, do. Yeah. And you know, you Dave Matthews, he's building yeah. apartment buildings. So with urban development, you run into sort of a chicken or the egg thing. There has to be demand for housing. And then there also has to be retail yeah. to support it. Like we don't have a drug store in downtown South Bend. Right. You've got to go to Ironwood and Edison for uh-huh. the CVS and the Walgreens or the Walgreens on Portage right. are like, that's it. Right. And there's no real, I mean, there's purple porch co-op. They're yeah. fine, but they're a little bit higher end. We don't mm-hmm. have like food in downtown South yeah, Bend. Yeah, just a regular grocery store. Exactly. Yeah. So we need. So there are things you need to build a community. Mm-hmm. So you need obviously people and the JMS building and the LaSalle hotel are getting renovated and a loft will bring in people. And hopefully the rest of it, you know, Dave Matthews buildings, those will bring in people. Right. And so you need also retail. Cause all we have downtown South Bend right now is bars and restaurants mm. and that's fine, but that doesn't create a community. Right. Right. You know, Bombay boutique keeps unfortunately <laughs> opening and closing. Yeah. so if you want to buy a pair of shoes you want some pants you want a coat you want you know hats or mittens there's not really much in downtown south bend right in terms of retail yeah we have like christian science reading room and a brewery store Mm -hmm. and that's about it yeah 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 there's not much but uh you're right if you got to decide is it worth the risk to throw in a grocery store throw in a drugstore and wait for the people to come right or are you going to wait for the people to come before you put it up yeah i think you know we're building more people in downtown south bend so i think that'll definitely help Mm -hmm. we just you know i'm not too involved in what the city council is doing but i think they need to work on getting the landlords with empty buildings to try to massage them into yeah. getting people in their buildings. Right. As I said, the city center is empty. There's a lot on South Michigan street. That's empty. It's mm-hmm. just kind of not filled. Yeah. You know, the just cupcake get... spot shut down. Yeah. I would, I, 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 I'm armchair quarterbacking, but I'd, I'd get really creative with that stuff. You know, your, your idea of a pop-up art, uh, not art even pop-up, art. make it permanent. Yeah. Just throw it in there. What, Go from zero dollars to ten dollars and <laughs> exactly in, in rent money. So exactly because yeah. unfortunately we're you know we're fighting with obviously Mishawaka is doing things and then Granger Toscana Park is tr- popping out of the woodwork. Yeah, because they're building you know they have the whole retail area set up. Mm-hmm. They built houses, townhouses behind it, and then across the street there where they moved the old farmhouse. Mm-hmm. What's the corner of that? That's main and 23. They're just going to, you know, explode out of the ground with apartment buildings. Yeah. So we have to make sure that those people can come to downtown South Bend and buy things and do commerce. Right. Instead of, I don't know where all the Granger tax money goes, but not into town. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. I, um, I am just so enamored with the people who are trying to, to uh, make South Bend 
And I wish I could be that person. I'm just a consumer. Yeah. That's all I am. But I I go to support these people. You're an advocate. And that's and that's a that's the main thing. You're you're an advocate. You talk about it, which which is huge. And attending and you know, I I find myself in South Bend a heck of a lot more than I used to. And gosh, you talked about LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern. You can go there, you can see a great band. It's a great um it's a great atmosphere. And they've always got a $4 beer. Yeah. <laughs> so They make my favorite Moscow mule in town come yeah. from the sockage. It's like eight bucks. But yeah. <laughs> I still miss the cigar bar. I'm sure you were there when it was a cigar well, bar. Well, I actually boycotted them for a couple really? of years after after that because I was so mad that they took away. Because <laughs> that's where I used to go. Right. And, yeah. And I, I closed it down several times. And uh, the guy who used to run the bar there, I can't remember his name. He's at... Um, Crooked U now. Right. Yeah, and, Crooked U is fantastic. Yeah, I love is his it name, Is his name Josh, too? Or is it, it's a J name. I think it's Jason. Um, but, you know, we, me and a buddy of mine would close the place down, and he'd come out with a bottle of uh, rum or something like that and and just sit down and drink with us. So, yeah, yeah that was – but I, I, I understand, and I think they're probably doing better now than, than when they were a cigar bar because cigars kind of – Kind of fizzle out a little bit. Uh, well, yeah. all the bands, because they tried to open up a cigar bar in Goshen. I don't know if you ever went. There was one that was open for a few months and then went out of business. Yeah, I tried to go, and then they, they were closed. Yeah. And the smoking bend is coming into South Bend. Yeah. Because there are still a few bars in downtown South Bend. The Oyster Bar is one of my favorite haunts, and they're a smoking mm-hmm. bar. Yeah, their Tuesday drink specials are ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like 250 <laughs> well drinks. It's like, oh, right. boy, here we go. <laughs> So there are, you know, CJ's in downtown South Bend, uh, Madison Oyster Bar. I know mm-hmm. there's a couple other spots in South Bend that you can mm-hmm. smoke. When the smoking band kicks in in January, it's game over. Yeah. So usually I'll end up going to the Aladdin's Hookah Cafe to hang out for a little while. Yeah, my son and I like that. And then there was a new spot that opened up. I haven't had a chance to go there yet. Erebus Palace or something. Mm. It's a I Mediterranean restaurant slash nightclub that serves hookah. Okay. Yeah, it's near... Uh, I think I don't know where it is. I haven't had a chance to go there yet, but it's near the Creation Place. Okay. Across from Nick's Patio. I think they're in that area. Oh. I haven't I'll had a chance to go there up. yet, yeah. but I know they serve hookah. Yeah, I like we're missing proper like Middle Eastern food in South Bend. Because yeah. we have Mediterranean food. Mm-hmm. Eh, not so much. Because uh-huh. <laughs> eh, I lived in the Middle East for a little while. Yeah. And I like proper shawarma and we don't have that in south bend like i ordered shawarma dealer's mediterranean joint and it came on a plate with rice oh okay i'm just like i'm sorry (laughs) you did what now because it used to be the kebab house that was an afghan joint that's now uh the bakery rise and roll and they went out of business i they were only open for dinner they didn't serve alcohol i'm like what's what's going on here so we need like a proper middle eastern restaurant in town i think it would do well yeah Aladdin is really a cool place, so I, uh, my son and I have spent quite a bit of time there. The incomprehensible Arabic music videos are my favorite yes. thing. Yeah. My buddies or and soccer. I, soccer yeah. is good, yeah. Because <laughs> my buddies and I will do like a riff tracks thing where, because, you know, the they show music videos in foreign languages, mm-hmm. so we'll like make up the story and riff on it as yeah. it goes. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I just like it because uh, the care and maintenance of your own hookah is just too much. <laughs> and you can go and they'll light, it, light up your coals for you and it, everything's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, when I lived in Israel, I had a 
small collection. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all right. I mean, it wasn't bad because you get like a pipe cleaner, you clean it out. It yeah. wasn't a big deal. We smoked like two or three times a day. It got pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole wall of all of the different flavors. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I kind of miss it. I'm thinking about buying my own. Yeah. But yeah, the food scene in South Bend has definitely improved. I don't know. You know, there's dinner groups in town. I don't know if you're familiar. No. Uh, Michiana Cork and Fork and then the South Bend Foodies. I've heard of the Cork and Fork. So they're... They were one group, and then they split again, not saying anything, (laughs) but (laughs) they do, like, monthly dinners at local restaurants, Uh and I haven't, unfortunately, financially haven't had a chance to go, but it's a really great opportunity to meet fantastic local people and then eat at various local restaurants. Uh Like, we went to Capri over in Granger. We had a Mm -hmm. dinner there. It was fantastic. I'm trying to remember the last couple events or I haven't had a chance to go. Uh, Morgan's Little Black Dog Tavern. And there's just I like that place. fantastic food in town. Mm-hmm. And so once a month, they pick a spot. They go there. I went to Fat Cam's near Garver Lake, mm-hmm. also a great spot. And they go there and they have a dinner. And sometimes they'll do a special menu just for them. Like oh. we went to Corn Dan's and it was like a four or five course fixed menu that was outstanding. Wow. So if you're great. kind of into food, you can check them out on Facebook again. Mm-hmm. South Bend Foodies, Michiana Cork and Fork. Uh, they're great. They also have a lot of restaurant news. You know, restaurants open, restaurants closed. Uh-huh. Mexican restaurant on the south side of town opened back up again. I forget what that one was called. Oh, Cancun, Fiesta yeah, Cancun. Fiesta Cancun, because they had a little bit of issues with the health department, yeah. but they came back up. And yeah. That's a rough spot, though. Yeah. A lot of a lot of businesses have been there. It was a video store. It was a game store. It was a Chinese buffet, and I use the term loosely. It was a Jenny's <laughs> smorgasbord uh, before, before you came to town. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're talking early 80s. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, I wish them all the best. It's a rough location, though, because, yeah. you know, get all the traffic around there. But it's nice to see that there are restaurants right. opening up in town. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. One of the things I haven't plugged, uh, you are talking about the different groups. I haven't plugged my my own meetup called the Michiana Music Meetup for a while, and I haven't. I haven't done much with it for a while because I've been busy, but we've got like 86 members now. Nice. So um, that's another thing I'm doing to build awareness of the different local bands because the local music scene right now is probably the best I've seen it uh, since I've been in this area, which right. has been most of my 52 years. I spent two years in Indianapolis and that's <laughs> it. So, um, I mean, just great stuff. And, Probably everybody you see is better than anybody here on the radio. <laughs> so, so it's just it, there's so much going on. So I started that. I started that a couple months ago, and we, we've had a few events. And you know, at the time, I did a I did one event for um, uh, I think it was it wasn't Paul Erdman's show. It, it was a show at Vegetable Buddies, and you know, we had about seven or eight people show up, but we only had 50 people in the group at that point. So it's a pretty decent percentage. Yeah. But I've got a couple other people scheduling, scheduling things because I'm only in the know of what I'm in the know of. Right. <laughs> and I want to make sure that 
they're both younger and I want to make sure that everybody gets represented because I've got my own, my, my taste in music's pretty broad. I mean, right. I will listen to, I I'll listen to the heaviest metal and I'll listen to, um, blues and rock and, uh, some country as long as it's authentic and, and not popular country and stuff like that. But, you know, what I don't know is what I don't know. So I, I wanted to put a few, few other eyes on that. And, uh, but it, the, the few events we've had have been fun and I'm, I'm trying to drive people to not just to see local bands, but also to some of the venues that they haven't seen before, because yeah. gosh, if you haven't been into vegetable buddies and you haven't seen, uh, or heard a band there, they've got, the best sound system in town. It's my favorite. And uh, a beautiful stage, uh, yeah. big enough dance floor that you can get out and dance. And it's, and then to top it off, they got great food. You can't <laughs> so, beat it. So you can, you can go there and uh, have one of the best hamburgers in town or uh, their pulled pork is my favorite. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to the smokestack? Yeah. Out in uh, the 100 center. Yeah. Yeah. They have a nice dance floor and a nice stage too. Yeah. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, Libido Funk nice. Circus played there. They're pretty good. Who played there? Libido Funk Circus. Oh, I, I remember when they played. We wanted to go. We wanted to go see that, but something came up and we didn't. Yeah, I saw they played the Tent Party two or three years ago, and mm -hmm. I was really, you know, they're a cover band, but they still they rock it out. Yeah, and it's fantastic. The lead singers are amazing. Their bass mm -hmm. player is amazing. So they played uh, the Smokestack Grill, and that was fantastic. They have bike nights on Wednesday, so uh -huh. I usually end up out there a lot. Yeah, and you know the food's good, the dance floor is good, and it's yeah. a really nice spot. It's a, it's a it's a very it's a very nice place to go, and um, it. It's not too costly. Um, it, it's not, they don't have huge covers and, yeah. and the food is, you know, um, not super expensive, but it's good. And they've, I mean, they've gotten some good bands in there. You know, Joe's played there a couple times and right. I think he's going to play there again soon. Uh, so that's, you know, that's the, you know, that hundred center area that, you know, that smokestack used to be the laugh comedy club. And then it was, uh, I went to the laugh once. It didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> then it was another bar. Yeah. Yeah. It was another bar that I never went to, but it was uh, a gay bar, wasn't it? Um, or was it sky lounge? Yeah, it was sky lounge. Okay. Cause I never went cause there was uh Truman's. I don't know if that was in that building or that was in. No, I Truman's was, was on the corner. Okay. Um, and, and Truman's. It was a fondue joint. From <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there was a fondue place there. Yeah. I never went, but I just remember. Yeah. That's my favorite hacienda is the big house there. Yeah. But yeah, that area goes through a lot because they opened up a deep dish pizza joint. There's the Riverside Cafe, mm -hmm. Little Black Dog Tatler. Is it Little Black Dog Tavern? Yeah, Morgan's Little Black Morgan's Little. That's yeah. right. And then obviously, uh, smokestack so it's right. a really nice area and hacienda is there too right right so it's a really nice little spot that has a lot to offer right yeah yeah it's a cool place and a lot of history there there is definitely because yeah. it used to be what a textile factory or something um it was a it was a brewery that's right yeah they made uh breweries. that's right yeah yeah they're I know there was an attempt to revive the Drury's name, but I don't remember if it went anywhere. Well, what happened is they revived it, but they um, are brewing it in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee. <laughs> so, 
Well, all I see on Facebook are complaints about the old Drury spot just off of Portage. Yeah, that they haven't done anything with. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple friends that do urban exploring, so I see pictures from the inside of there. They yeah. really need to demolish it and do something else. Right, right. That whole Portage corridor is kind of a not so good. Yeah, yeah, they need to, they need to do. And that's, you know... That's one of the things I've talked about. Uh, the that downtown South Bend thing is great. They yeah, just I want to get your to, opinion on Smart Streets. What do you think so far? <laughs> so far, it's been kind of a cluster bomb. But yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting till it's done to pass judgment. Yeah i I haven't seen I haven't seen the benefit yet, and I've driven downtown both ways of uh, Old South Michigan and right. and North Michigan and. Uh, I used to have the timing of the lights perfect and you really can't do that anymore. So, um, I guess if there were businesses there, you would see them now. Right. Um, but you know, South of downtown or North of down, well, South of downtown, there's just not much. Yeah. The problem is in downtown, we got a lot of like, emptiness because mm-hmm. the key is retail facing retail you need retail right. on both sides of the street right. and so even south michigan street starting from the end you have like one michiana square mm-hmm. that they're redoing but there's no no storefronts there mm-hmm. and then there's sort of the row of there but then once you get to uh you know where mccormick's is and vegetable buddies across the street is a parking lot mm-hmm. and the hotel so there's nothing there right and then on the other side of the street you have the at&t building there's nothing retail in there mm. and you have uh oh my brain isn't working barney's oh, barney right. stone i'm sorry Bar- barney stone, stone opened yeah. up there but again across the street from that you have a parking garage and the courthouse is there mm-hmm. so it's it's not very well laid out yeah to get you know sort of a core of as i said retail facing right other retail so is this a chicken or the egg thing is it it's know, a massive it, redevelopment it, it, is what the answer is you yeah. need to put retail on both sides yeah. of the street you can't just have it on one side of the right. street so they're inviting they're doing this yeah, to exactly. invite, invite that to happen so it, as far as i'm concerned when i'm when i'm going to or from downtown i'm not in that big a hurry so right. it's not it's not that big a deal to me i mean i've heard people really complain about it but looking at the big picture if you do get that both sides retail and all that going go for it yeah exactly yeah like that's what they did in new york city they took Times square and they cut out all the traffic and they turned it into a pedestrian zone right that's it and there are uh oak brook mall in chicago is like that too it's a mall but it's open air and there's little sort of streets yeah and you just go in there and you walk around there's retail stores on both sides that's what i think when they took down scottsdale mall they made the massive mistake yeah of having retail giant parking lot other retail so if i want to go from target to the video game store yeah i gotta get my car walk away right or you know walk a half a mile across a parking lot so yeah. if you took what erskine plaza did put the retail stores facing each other and put the parking lots on the outside yeah you would have had a much better effect yeah yeah and unfortunately i think that that company that did that is like in bankruptcy or something so i i think i don't know the deal they yeah I mean, they have, you know, obviously the target is still there. Uh, they've got a couple shops coming in, coming out, but they've been relatively steady. Yeah. Obviously, Circuit City went out of business. Yeah. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Was that even a year after they opened it up? I don't, I don't know. So. I remember interviewing for them because yeah. they're trying. Circuit City was trying to open up a new hip thing called 
the city, which was a more Apple style retail environment. Uh-huh. And it just bombed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Circuit <laughs> City, because I had a lot of friends because I worked at the PC store that opened up uh-huh. and we had all the old Circuit City shelving and shopping carts. Yeah. And a couple of, <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. So a couple of my the co-workers there had worked at Circuit City mm. and they had mentioned the downfall. So. Yeah. And now it's a Chinese buffet. Yeah. There you go. It's delicious though. Have you ever is been it? out there? Yeah. I, ha- I haven't been to that one. It's an unfortunate weakness of mine is all you can eat Chinese buffets. Yeah. That that used to be one of mine and I've, uh, I've kind of cut that out because, <laughs> you know, I was, I was a big boy for a long time. <laughs> so, I know the feeling. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to get back there again. I don't want to have to rebuy clothes again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got rid of all my fat clothes. I don't want to have to go shopping. Yeah. Again. I did it twice on the way down. I don't want to go back up. So. Yeah, I mean, Grape Road is definitely developing. Unfortunately, the American Pancake House closed. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to probably put in another strip mall there. So, you know, Grape Road is developing. Uh, they have an ice skating rink out this year. I don't know if you saw that. I, I saw a news snippet about that. Yeah. yeah, at the corner of the mall, they have a free ice skating rink, actually, yeah. which is cool. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of, like, the winter people usually kind of sit inside, but there's lots of winter activities. Oh, yeah. Obviously, ice skating. You've got the mall. You've got the Howard Park ice skating mm-hmm. rink. Uh, South Bend Adventure Club is always doing stuff in the winter. Right. So there are winter activities you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you need to because, man, being cooped up in the house just drives you nuts. Yeah. Go to Potato Creek and walk around. Yeah. The trails are marked. It's not rocket surgery. (laughs) Try not to die. It looks bad on us, though. Yeah. I I grew up in Lakeville, and when they were um, building Potato Creek, when they were putting it together, my dad took us – and they had just started putting the roads in and stuff like that. It wasn't open yet. And right. we hiked uh, all the way around the lake and, and yeah, stuff like that before the trails were in. And it was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. And the trails now are, it's, it's so funny because I mean, there's a little, there's a few more trails than, than there used to be, but all the old trails are, it's just like, going it's just like listening to a song that you heard 30 years ago it's all the same right. and it's really it's really nice to go through that familiar thing the only thing is is that that big lookout that um when you climb up the the hill i don't know what the hill's called um when that was first there the trees down below were like three feet tall right and, and the you trees could, are all the way up yeah you could see you could see how far up you were but now oh, wow. you look down as you just see you can almost touch the trees because they've all grown it, right. it, it doesn't have the same effect but you of course feel it when you're on on the way walking up <laughs> that's a lot of i usually take the stairs and that's yeah. a lot of stairs to get yeah, up yeah i force myself to do the hill i don't know how many more years i'll do that <laughs> Yeah, because we went out to, I think it might have been Grand Mirror, or maybe it was the trip we took to uh, Warren Dunes, but they mm-hmm. climbed up to one of the dunes, and I'm just looking up like, oh, I'll pass. Yeah. Because they're, like, <laughs> climbing up the sand, and yeah. it's I was like, oh, you guys have fun. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to hang out down here. Right, and right. Have fun with that. Uh-huh. All right, Josh. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah, we should do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah. And I'm 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 gonna teach myself Reddit, and I'm gonna start with South Bend Reddit. There and, you go. And then uh, find find some of my other interests there too, because uh, you know I, I think you pushed me over the edge. My son's been trying, right? And he's in a lot of sports stuff, and and then meteor meteorology stuff, and none of that really really uh, speaks to me. So you know. 
knowing what's going on in South Bend, that'll help me find uh, guests for the podcast. And uh, and also, if I missed it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I can I can find it there. So that's great. Yeah, not a problem. Thank well, you very much. You're a real Renaissance man. I've uh, I, I try. I've. Uh, I, I, like I said, I've been watching you close just because you know what's going on. <laughs> I like to pretend I do. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Well, I thanks. know some cool people. Yeah. Thanks for the interview. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. See ya. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.